This is a brand spanking new show. We're going to be coming That's at you right. every single week at 5 p.m. on Wednesdays. Follow us on Twitter at NCSU. John, what's on the docket for today? Well, Benjamin, we're going to be talking some fantasy football, I'm thinking. We're going to talk some Panthers. We're going to talk a lot about the Wolfpack football team, NC State schedule, some of the ACC play that's coming up, and Packapalooza coming up this Saturday. Oh, yeah, that's that's always a really big vent. Blocks off Hillsborough Street. Got a bunch of inflatables. Oh, some really good food, some fair food. Oh, the best food in the world, honestly. But before we talk about that, we got to let y'all know who we are. So with that, John, if you could just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, stuff like that, etc. Okay, well, again, I'm John Hinton. I'm a sophomore in communication media studies at NC State University. I've lived in Charlotte and Raleigh my entire life, so I'm a big-time Panthers fan, big-time Hornets keep pounding, fan. Hashtag keep Buzz pounding City. Buzz City. Everything NC State I'm a fan of, and my hot take is that LeBron James is already better than Michael Jordan, and he still has years left in his career. <sighs> Wow, that's just a sigh. Okay, you know what? We're going to have to talk about that on another week. we got a lot of stuff here. Um, a little bit about myself. I'm Benjamin Denton. I'm born and raised here in North Carolina in Franklin County, if you know where that is. That's north of the state in the middle of nowhere. I'm also a sophomore here in communication media here at NC State. And I'm also a huge Panthers fan and Buzz City fan. My hot take is I think biscuits and gravy are overrated, and I don't like sweet tea. He's in the minority, especially I, among state you students. You know, an extreme minority. It's amazing. It's So many people love sweet tea. I just I just can't get it's into it. It's the best. I don't understand how you don't like it. It's uh, just it is the uh, best drink. It's, well, yeah, my parents loved it, obviously. Everyone nectar around of here the loves gods. it. But I digress. We have Packapalooza this Wednesday. I mean, Saturday. I'm sorry. That starts at 1 p.m., with the red versus white women's volleyball game in Reynolds Coliseum. That's always exciting. I went to it last year, and it's a great event for students and fans to go to alike. Every player plays. It's a lot of fun, a lot of fun to watch our women's volleyball team. What other stuff we got for the sports fans out there coming to Packapalooza? From 3 to 7 on Saturday, we're going to have a lot of our NC State sports teams signing autographs on Hillsborough Street near the Bell Tower, including our men's and women's basketball team and the football team. Now, I contend that this is for the kids, but you've told me that this is, this is a thing for students and adults also still get their, their gear signed by NC State athletes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Some of the posters, I mean, I got posters of the sports teams up in my residence hall room, and yeah, getting that signed, that's, that's part of being a student. Wow, it's just, it's I'm an just, experience. It's just, it, you're a sophomore. You can have a freshman sign your poster. Like, are you okay with that, John? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> if that freshman's anywhere near as good as Dennis Smith, then it's oh, totally fine with that's me. That's true. And you have the Dennis Smith signature, <laughs> and I do not. <laughs> yes. All right. So Indeed. we have Packapalooza. Speaking of the football team, there is a lot of hype around the football team here at NC State. That's nothing new. This is the fourth year under Dur- Dave Doran, Coach Dave Doran, but this is the first year, as we, you and I were discussing earlier, mm-hmm. that it's all his players that he recruited. Yeah, every single players, even all the seniors, either were recruited by Dave Doran or transferred here from another school and were still recruited by Dave Doran. It really is the year to prove what he can do as a coach. And I have, I have really high expectations as a student and a fan. Now, see, I have high expectations too, but... I didn't like I didn't grow up a state fan, but I'm obviously a huge state sports fan now. And they they've taught me in the past that high expectations are not always they don't always work out. It's not necessarily a good thing. What, what about this year? It's going to give me a little faith, John. That it's just not going to be the same charade all over again. Well, first off, when you have high expectations, you have to understand 
that you can't set your hopes too high. Expectations and hopes are two different things. So okay. while right. I expect that NC State teams are going to do well, in the back of my mind, I am preparing myself for the disappointment that could happen. And some would contend that's an inevitable disappointment with Absolutely NC State Absolutely not. We have national championships in basketball, too. And yeah. we almost won in swimming last year. Our swimming team got fourth in the nation last year. They're contending for a national championship this year. They've won three straight ACC championships as well. They're so dominant. I'm so excited for our men's and women's swimming team this year. Yeah, I get to watch them every day, lifeguarding at Carmichael. That's pretty cool. But back to football. I saw, Back to your question, yeah. Yeah, I saw some Sports Illustrated has named tight end slash fullback slash Swiss Army Knife slash do everything Jalen Samuels to a preseason All-America as well as Bradley Chubb, our amazing defensive end. Mm-hmm. Projected first-round draft pick this year. And also Will Muschamp, the South Carolina coach who mm-hmm. we are playing in the opener, South Carolina. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's in Bank of America Stadium. That's our home opener. That is going to be really exciting to go to. Five draft picks is what Will Muschamp said. I mean, wow. it's customary that you know the coaches build up the other team because you definitely don't want to give them any ammo to use against you like in case they feel slighted. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, you know how that works. That's still something to say for Dave Doran's recruiting. If we have five potential draft picks just on our defensive line. Oh, and Josh Jones on in the back. He was Absolutely. like a second or first team all ACC player at safety last year. Absolutely. That's why I have high higher expectations this year for our football team. Um, all four starters on the defensive line are seniors. They've been playing together for four years, worked their way up through the lineup. Coach Doran, the way he coaches is it's not about the most talent. It's about who's worked the hardest to get there. And these four seniors have worked the hardest to get there. Also, not insignificant, we're getting a quarterback back. Ryan Finley is coming back. Oh, yeah. That confused me for a second because I thought he was like a graduate transfer from Boise State. But, no, he's back this year for a final year of eligibility. He's also been named to the Manning Watch List, which is an award. I think it's an award for – it's the Heisman for quarterbacks, if you will, if the Heisman isn't just for quarterbacks. (laughs) And he's named to that watch list in the preseason. I mean, take it for what it is. It's not a lot. It just means some people in a, on a blog or something said, this guy could be really good this year. You know, it's not like going to guarantee us. CBSSports.com has said that NC State's the best football school football team in the state right now. So better than oh, UNC. No doubt. But that's yeah. every year. But We're we beat than, UNC like, like almost every year. Like, yeah, exactly. Like I can't remember like the last time. I've chose to not remember the last time we lost to UNC, which... Probably was pretty recently. Before Dave Doran was Tom O'Brien, and we won five straight years against UNC. Yeah, I we mean, had you know NFL quarterbacks Russell Wilson and uh, Mike Glennon. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard that you have a thought on Russell Wilson. A little interesting take here. It surprised me, but John here is going to outline to you NC State students and alumni out there listening. Also, thank you again for listening, making us part of your day. Why you should not be a huge fan of Russell Wilson just because he was the quarterback here. John, what, what have you say for yourself? Well, for starters, Russell Wilson could never commit to a team. You know, he played baseball and he played football and he was a very good athlete, very good at both, but he could never decide. He was always doing what was best for himself at the time. So he fluctuated between football, between baseball, and Coach O'Brien basically said, I need you to commit to football or not do football at all. And Russell said, I'm going to commit to baseball. He got drafted by the Rockies. You know, uh, things were looking up. It's like, okay, yeah, you can pull for Russell Wilson. He's our quarterback. But then he tells Coach O'Brien, you know what? 
I want to play football again. He's got one year left. Wishy-washy there a bit. Yeah, yeah we, just a bit. He's Mike got Glennon one year too, left. coming up. Mike Glennon, his very capable successor, has more years of eligibility left. I believe he was a, a rising junior. Yeah, he had Russell two years left. had one year left. So coming back mid-training camp and telling a coach, that's just that's not good commitment to the school. And then, of course, he transferred to Wisconsin, won the Rose Bowl. We all know that story. Plays for the Seahawks. It surprises me how many state students are Seahawks fans. Yeah, I see a lot of Seattle flag, yeah, 12 yeah. flags here on campus. Yeah, it, it's really surprising considering how far away they are and how much the Panthers dislike them. But, um, but I just don't understand why we don't have more maybe Chargers fans. Because, I mean, Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers is, very in, my, in my opinion, the best pure passer in ACC history. He's not the best quarterback. But he is the wow. best pure passer okay. in ACC history. I will have to go back in the archive to see who else is competing for that title. We're going to have to talk about that another time as well. That's another one of my hot takes. But the thing that got me with Russell Wilson is he kind of has spurned NC State as an alumni. He does not claim this school, this amazing school. He does not claim that he went here. He claims himself as a Wisconsin graduate, which he is. But still, he went there for one year. He did graduate from here. He graduated. Yeah, he graduated from here. In three years, which and is he, amazing. And he, yeah, he does not claim us as his primary school. He claims Wisconsin as his alma mater, which it just, it rubs me the wrong way. Because he portrayed Tom O'Brien as someone who always kicked him when he was down, never told him that he could. A lot of doubt. He could do it. Yeah. And then, I mean, Coach O'Brien is just trying to manage a football team. Also, Coach O'Brien was like his number one fan. Like, he recruited him. He thought this guy could be really good. Yeah, yeah. You can't base the coaching of a football team around one player, especially when you have a capable backup to that player who has more years of eligibility. So, overall, I just think, I think Russell is, uh, he's remembered fondly for good reason. I mean, he won a bowl game against West Virginia for us. So, like, we have good memories of Russell Wilson as our quarterback, but after that, there's no good reason to pull for him, really. It's, it, was, it wasn't a nasty breakup. He's, he made it a nasty breakup in, like, saying, oh, man, my ex was so— Russell caused the drama. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Which brings me back to NC State football. Um, interesting event coming up on campus. Well, not on campus. This Friday, 9 to 11 a.m., it is a free open practice to students. So just students can come watch practice— over on the practice field near Carter-Finley, there's that indoor practice facility when you first pull in there, and then there's that field there. That's where the practice is going to be. And for more information, you can go on gopack.com. And that's open to students, totally free. And it's, you know, to build camaraderie with the student body and to, you know, reward the students for the loyal support. Because I will tell you, I went to football games Rabbit last like year. like a pack of wolves. That's what our student our student section yeah, is the stu- football games. Yeah, like the student section at men's basketball games and football games. It's amazing no matter how bad we it's are. best in the country, rivaling Cameron Indoor. And the only reason that people think Cameron Indoor is crazier is because they have a smaller rat. Exactly. It's, it's, it's much smaller. We have like 18,000 people we pack into PNC sometimes. But the student section is packed. And, you know, for big games, it's really hard for our students here to get tickets. All right. Also, we have a couple of other things. That we're gonna hit on NC State basketball is coming up. We got mm. a new coach. That's that's nothing new. So excited. They've been over in Italy traveling abroad. Uh, mm-hmm. Coach Kevin Keats has talked about how he's gonna, you know, because after Abdul Malik Abu's a senior, and so is Lenar Freeman, and then Omar Yurtsevin's probably gonna be gone after this year. We're probably looking for some big man recruiting. And I saw a piece. Uh, I saw a bit on um, the Charlotte Observer where he talked about he 
He was going to have nights where he took the teams. He had players turn their phones in and no Twitter. You know, team bonding activities there to build camaraderie because that was something under Gottfried. It just didn't gel a lot of times with the team. So I'm I'm really excited. And I, I had a class with Lennard last semester, and he talked about he really did like Coach Keats' uh, up-tempo system. He said it was going to be a lot of running, but it was going to be really, <laughs> really fun. I'm really looking forward to this basketball season, though not as much as the football because we have just uh, so much talent on the football team here. Right. Coach Keats, the way he coaches is a lot different from Mark Gottfried. Mark Gottfried centers around talent and maximizing talent. Coach Keats emphasizes hard work. That's why, like Leonard Freeman said, there's so much running in practice. Hard work, building up stamina, and just being the hardest worker on the court is the most important value, as he said multiple times. Yeah, and also something I wanted to talk about a little bit, because you know we got football season starting back up, and mm-hmm. there's that... It's an age-old argument about should these athletes be paid. And there's a couple of things that's happened over the summer pretty recently that kind of really put some flame to that debate. First of all, there was a kicker for uh, University of Central Florida, Donald DeLahey, and he was a YouTuber before starting football at UCF. And he's just a kicker, and he had got enough followers on his YouTube account where he could monetize it, as in he could make money off of his videos based on the views. And YouTube's paying him. And the I guess I'll say the faculty found out about it. And the long story short is he is no longer on scholarship there by his choice. What happened was he put UCF equipment up for a giveaway to get more followers on YouTube and Instagram. And he got a bunch of followers overnight. And then the like the officer for the NCAA at that school, you know, gives him a call the next morning, says to come in and talk to him. And he's like, hey, Donald, I don't really know if this is, you know, up to snuff as far as rules and regulations. And they got the NCAA involved and the coaches were initially pretty angry with him because he made a video about his interaction with the UCF guy. Wow. <laughs> and that went viral. That's what, what the story went viral. And he talked about how he might potentially lose his scholarship yeah. over having to choose between playing football and using his own image and videos to make some money for himself as an athlete. And so the NCAA filed the waiver, and then the NCAA, uh, basically, they came, uh, after a lot of meetings and stuff, they came to this, they told him, they said, okay, you can keep your YouTube channel, you can keep it monetized, but you have to take down all the videos, because he has videos with other UCF players, he has, like, uh, comedy videos, like quarterback stereotypes, or quarterbacks be like, or wide receivers be like, or cornerbacks be like, is it... It's a talented guy. He's put a lot of time in this. He makes a good amount of money, apparently. Mm-hmm. And they said, you have to take down all those videos and then not post any more that's like using, basically uses your status as a student athlete. Right, right. I think the NCAA is, number one, I think, personally, I think they're very greedy. I think they're only <laughs> worried about money, which is why they put men's basketball over women's basketball and they put football over everything else because it brings in the most money. That's those TV deals, those dollars. Exactly. That they get. It's the TV deals. And so like they don't want any of their players to make money off of the system that they're putting them in. However, everyone who works at the NCAA is making absolute bank from these players' likenesses. Working for free. Yeah, basically work. I mean, there's always the argument that they're not working for free because they're getting school. But how hard is it to be a student, which is basically a full-time job, and be an athlete, which is also a full-time job, pretty much. So you can imagine putting in 30 hours a week as a student and 30 hours a week as an athlete. That's an unbelievable amount of stress on your body, on your mind, not getting enough sleep. 
it's really hard to make receiving a scholarship equivalent to getting paid. And that's the thing. A lot of times you'll have the argument that, well, you know, the water polo players also put in all this time and the tennis players also, but they don't get the coverage. They don't make the money, but they're putting in just that time. Exactly. They get less scholarships based on I, how much money they bring in. I was listening to a sports talk show and I had heard an a, a interesting take on it that I hadn't heard previously. And it was that there's also the mental aspect of it. Like, the community's morale doesn't ride on how well the men's tennis team is. No disrespect to men's tennis. Obviously, those are tremendous athletes who have dedicated a great portion of their time to represent our university. No, but you're right. But, like, when the basketball team loses to UNC, which we did last year, the whole campus just seems kind of depressed. And also, the tourist dollars with, like, programs like Alabama, that football team, if that football team wasn't like that, these colleges are sometimes in these small towns, nothing goes on. Just except for that football. Oh, you've seen like what when Kentucky loses a big game in basketball, they riot in the streets in Lexington. They burn cars, they tear up mattresses. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, they've actually done that before. Wins and losses. It's Oh, okay. That's so, Kentucky though. I don't that's know not what, yeah. Raleigh. Okay, yeah. That, <laughs> those Kentuckians. But mm, still, mm, yeah. Shake my head. But yeah, so this UCF player, he basically told the NCAA to go take a hike because and this is what he offered them. Any videos he posted that used his student-athlete image, like him doing sports stuff at the university, other sports players, he would post on an unmonetized account. He would post on an account that didn't make him money. And they told him that was a no-go. Because wow. indirectly, he could make money. Because, see, he could gain followers from people seeing his videos of like, the football stuff, and then yeah. they'd watch his other videos, which he'd make money from. They're like, no, you can't make anything. Anything off your self-image. I wonder why this only applies to YouTube, because I've seen plenty of athletes have um, lots of followers on Instagram. And, I mean, you can monetize Instagram. You it can? Seems like they're, yeah, absolutely. You can get, um, you can do ads. I see new draft picks do it all the time. As soon as they get out of college, they're doing an ad for, like, JCPenney or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's something I wish were changed. I wish, like, I don't think that, I don't know if the university should be paying athletes. But I wish we would allow athletes to make money off their own image. I, th- I think the university is doing enough by providing scholarships. But if the NCAA is going to make money off of their uh, their likeness and their um, their performance in sports, then the NCAA should be providing them with some financial compensation. Or think- just allow them to get financial compensation for themselves. Like the local car dealership wants to have a football player in their, their ads to endorse the car dealership. I can go be in a, fo- in a car dealership's ad and I can make money off my image as a student that's not an athlete, but exactly. they can't make money off their own image. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's a debate that nobody will probably ever win, but, you know. All right, coming up next, we're going to give you some music right quick. Take a little break. We're going to play Flower Pot Man. All right, good choice. <laughs> we are back. Benjamin Denton, John Hinton, Pack is Life Sports Show, 88.1 WKNC. Thank you so much for listening and making us a part of your day. Only got a few minutes left in the program. We got Panthers football coming up this Saturday, a preseason game with the Tennessee Titans. There's some joint practices between the teams. And what I'm really anxious to see is how much of Cam Newton will we see? Because the first preseason game, he was held out of that. He wasn't allowed to throw. I mean, by all means, please don't let the man throw if there's any risk of him being injured. And that kind of makes me think back to last year if he had this offseason surgery and how effective or lack as effective we were, like 6-10 and last year, how much that had to do with him being absolutely pummeled versus Denver, the opener, and so it's, I'm going to be curious how the offense has changed with the addition of Christian McCaffrey and Curtis Samuel and the emergence of Demir Bird. Who knows if that will continue to be a trend as he actually, he just totally tore it up there in the preseason game. 
But we got a couple of joint practices versus a team on the rise in the Titans. I'm really looking forward to what Christian McCaffrey can do this Saturday when the Panthers play the Titans. Oh, yeah. I think McCaffrey is a great addition to the Panthers' offense. I, I was thrilled when we drafted him with the eighth pick. He's a dual threat. He can play wide receiver. He can play running back. He's tough. He can, he can block. And he's gained about 15 to 20 pounds of muscle just in this one offseason. He can run in between the tackles, which is a lot of people that didn't really watch him. He looks small, but this dude's like, 210, 5'11 for a running back. That's really good size, and he has just game-breaking speed. He's like the perfect size. He's really one of the most patient runners I've ever seen in college. And now he's had one game in the pros, so we haven't got that much. Seven carries, 33 yards, but, I mean, that's a solid average. Which is better than Leonard Fournette, but for some reason everyone was talking about Leonard Fournette, nine carries, 31 yards, and then he goes after the game and says how that was easy and the NFL is a lot slower than he thought he'd be. I'm I thought so, it would be. I'm so glad we have McCaffrey. He's one of he's one of the most humble guys we have. Him and Jonathan Stewart in the backfield is they're two of the most classy guys you could ever ask to uh, play for your football team, and they're also tremendously talented. If we can keep them healthy, especially Jonathan Stewart, then we're going to have a really big year on the ground. Take well, some pressure off Cam Newton. You you and I are big Panthers fans. Now yeah. I struggle with this. I play fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure you do as well. Now, a struggle of mine is being a homer. I'm always taking those Panthers players, and even to my detriment most years, like every year, I'm that guy. I'm taking Cam Newton with my first pick, even though you're not supposed to take quarterbacks with the number one pick in <laughs> fantasy football drafts. But you have some info for us, what we should be doing this year, guys we should be looking for, because a lot of people are starting their fantasy drafts now. I'm personally going to wait until after the fourth preseason game so all those people that get injured in the preseason at least like two stars will get injured Zeke Elliott was suspended and you know there were people out there that uh, had he, he is appealing though he is appealing he could get it lifted or reduced so. well he's, he, he got yet? suspended and someone spent their first pick on Zeke Elliott which when he plays all 16 games that's not a bad pick at all most people would take that mm-hmm. but you have a preview some players on the rise, possibly, at each position here with the fantasy football. What you got, John? Well, for starters, I think the running back is obviously the most important position. So people were talking about Zeke Elliott, you know, being a good running back, but he did get suspended for six games. So that suspension could be lifted, could be reduced. We don't know right now because he has officially filed an appeal, but to my knowledge right now, he's still going to be suspended six games. With that legal case, though, the cases were dropped. Like, the charges were dropped legally. Like, he's facing no legal repercussions. They did not find enough evidence against him. But we can see in past cases that hasn't always stopped Roger Goodell from stamping down the you can't play. But I digress. We got some quarterbacks here this year we need to look at. For the fantasy draft, what are people looking at quarterbacks? Fourth or fifth round most of the time? Quarterbacks, usually you're looking at how many points they can get you a week. If you're playing in a league that's like a standard um, a standard fantasy football league, touchdowns that are run are six points, touchdowns that are thrown are four points. So your Rodgers, your Breeze, your Tom Brady, those guys are going to be getting you tons of points through the air. Now you can also look at quarterbacks like Marcus Mariota, Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, even, if he's starting in Houston, those guys are going to be running the ball more often than your premier passing quarterbacks. So, like, if Cam Newton runs for 70 yards and a touchdown, that's 13 fantasy points. If he yeah, throws a 70-yard yeah, yeah. touchdown, that's only seven fantasy points. But that's points. still like having a running back and a, and a quarterback on Exa- your team. Exactly. So, like, me personally, I'm planning on um, 
taking Odell. You're just going to tell everybody pick. that? What if we do a listener fantasy football league this year? And if I get the first pick, I'm going to take Wait, Odell. Wouldn't that be rigged if you got the first pick, John? Why wouldn't I get the first pick? We could just, okay, you know what? We'll just, we'll toss a coin, a two-sided coin, and I'll call. that and Decide who gets the first pick. We'll cross that bridge when we come that, to That's it. something that's in the works, by the way, for you out there listening. We could have a fantasy football um, league here for the listeners. Another wide receiver that I really like is Mike Evans out of Tampa Bay because, I mean, he was drafted the same year as Odell Beckham and Kelvin Benjamin. They all wear number 13. They all make spectacular one-handed catches. I really think Mike Evans is a special talent, and he's been slept on the past couple of years because of Tampa Bay's lack of success. Yeah. I, I think uh, Jameis Winston, he's on the rise. I don't think he's going to be as good as Cam Newton. I think he really he is going to be a solid quarterback this year, though. I got I got Tampa Bay making my second wild card, but adding Deshaun Jackson, <laughs> adding Deshaun Jackson as the second wide receiver is going to take a lot of pressure off of him, as well as adding OJ Howard as a tight end from Alabama. So, what's a player that could come out of a nowhere? Sleeper. Yeah, a there sleeper. you go. That's the word I'm looking for. Okay, I don't really have that many sleepers. I really have OJ Howard. For Tampa Bay, doing very well. First round draft pick. First round draft pick. He's talented. He's got soft hands. He's he's really big. He looks more like a defensive end than a tight end, but he's got the the skill of Greg Olson and the physicality of a Gronkowski. So I really think he's going to be um, he's going to have a big rookie season. I really like Devonta Freeman from the Falcons because I think he was a top fantasy player a couple years ago. Like he had a, he went on a tear. He in was the first he 10 was weeks. even last year. But I really think that Matt Ryan's going to have a down year. They're going to need to rely Amen. on their ground game. I hope so. Man. I hope so. Dirty birds suck. <laughs> but um, NFC South. <laughs> but uh, I'm really hoping that Matt Ryan has a down year. I think he will. I think Devonta Freeman's going to get a lot more carries out of the backfield. A lot more receptions if you're playing a points per reception league. And, yeah, that's my sleeper running back for right now. Well, that's good to know. We're going to put that fantasy football league for listeners in the works. That's definitely a possibility. Of course, me and John are students here. We do have schedules to balance. And this is not the most important thing in our lives like it should be for you. But that's about it for our first edition of Packers Life Sports Show. Thank you so much for listening and making us a part of your day. We appreciate you. We thank the donors again for their continued support. Once again, I'm John Hinton, a.k.a. Johnny Jumpshot. I'm Benjamin Denton, and this has been Packers Life Sports Show on 88.1 WKNC. Thank you for listening.